Ladies, gentlemen, and all sports fans of Calgary, welcome to your morning show. Sports, life, food, and everything else. This train rarely comes off the rails. We've got big guests, the best insiders, and all the breaking news you need. Boomer in the Morning starts now. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. You know what time it is? Showtime. And don't we all love Showtime? You know? If you're up, you may as well you may as well get after it and get into it and get going. Maddie Rose is here. Yes, sir. You know? Yes, sir. Yeah, you feeling it? You oh, good? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, oh, bud. That's good, bud. That's pretty good, bud. Hey, pal. It's always uh, it's always interesting. Things are always moving. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. You know? Fluid situation. Ryan Pinder, See not ya. not here. See ya. Matt Rose, here. Yep. Patty Dumas, not here. Yeah. Vanderplug, here. Here. You okay. You, baby. Check. Yeah. You betcha, yeah. baby. Baby. And. and and now we got somebody else in here now too. Well, I know this other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This guy hangs out in the afternoons a lot. Does he? He's I said to him. Dude, I said, yeah. "What'd you do? Did you lose a bet? You're here in the mornings. Yeah. That sucks." Blech. Blech. Right? It's so early. It's like, wow. Sorry, sorry, bod. <laughs> bod. Sorry about your luck, bod. <laughs> but it's all right. Now, and tomorrow will it be? No, I don't know about tomorrow. I don't know about tomorrow. I know Pinder the won't be here. Motion. Pinder's out fluid for the week. Situation, boom. And I mean, Plug will be here, but is, will Dumas be back? Well, Plug's here every day. Yeah, yeah. Dumas going to be back. I think. Dumas will be back tomorrow. No right. way. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he is. Apparently. Wow. Apparently, he'll be back tomorrow. Mm, interesting. Um, good for him. Because what was he doing? I don't know. Getting drunk at the Cavalry game. Is that what it was? Really? That seems. I think that's what it was. Really? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah, because he wasn't here Friday. It had something to do with operating. A Blue Jay game or doing uh, some some stuff on 660 at night, but I think last, oh. I think yesterday it was because hammered. Oh, I'm going to be too hammered slash hungover to come and work the next day. Dang, what time did that game start yesterday? Like five. Oh, okay, so it wasn't one of the noon starts or no, something like no. that. But I saw there was a record crowd. Yeah, at the mm, field last floating night. around on the old Twitter machine. Yeah, yeah like you'll like to see it, and they responded. Yeah, they did. Baited Edmonton. Yeah, still Kick have rocks. Do you guys ever win in any sport? What is it you say you do here? City of what? You ever win? City of second yeah. place. Uh, but either way, so does uh, does a new guy know about the burping and the farting and the stuff? <laughs> so when because it's uh, gonna happen, somebody's just gonna let one loose, and it's gonna be oh, you have my to, goodness. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everything's live in here. Yeah. You got to be careful. Pins are pulled. Okay, so I just yeah. stay on your toes. Just wanted to be prepared just in case. I'm sure that's happens. enough of a warning. If you hadn't had the, I don't know, GVP, give them the rundown. I feel like it is. Did you let him in on the farting? No, I thought that would be a good surprise. Yeah, yeah okay, let's learn. Not a bad call. Throw them right into the fire. See, that's the thing. You got to be resilient. You got to. Hey, it's live radio. Things happen. You got to be able to handle those situations. Keep your head on a swivel, man. Hey, you know what? All of a sudden. Boom. Transmitter goes down. React. Move. Move your feet. Keep it. Uh, right? Oh, oh, oh. Commercial, commercials don't fire. Oh, what oh, are we going to do? Oh, Get oh. something playing. Yeah. Oh, co-host farts on air. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Stop what the show? No, you're not. you got to yeah. keep going. Well, sometimes we stop the show. Yeah, sometimes. It depends do. on how big the fart is. Uh, the fan feedback line is open 960, 960. Uh, this uh, is first text of the day. Mm-hmm. Creepy. You can tell the security guy at 4.55 in the morning, I'm only looking at the monitors in the lobby. And by the way, you stuck. I'm guessing he means suck. Here, here's my thing to people. Just rung up his own L. Yeah, Good whether job. it's social media or you're online or you're doing anything, if you're going to insult someone gonna take with text, mm-hmm. in, whether it's an email or you're typing or what, make sure you double check. Before yeah. you hit the send. 30 seconds. Because when you go, and by the way, you stuck. Nope, you stuck, bro. Actually, no, I'm not. Yeah. No, I locked the Look hubs and got out of there, no problem. Standing up. Not stuck at all. Moving around, no problem. Yeah, so if, if you're going to, whatever. Now, 
Tell the security am guy, I, I'm not doing anything. I'm just watching the TV through the screen. So am I to assume that dude was just standing at the front doors looking in the lobby? Yeah, my assumption is he was probably standing right in my field of view here. Yeah, yeah. About, what did that be, about an hour and ten minutes ago on the <laughs> dot. Creepy. Um, watching what I would assume is a commercial break at that point on our televisions behind our front desk. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Or maybe he was trying to catch like... Yeah. Uh, a glimpse of Landeskog crying, but... The security guard is one of the few people that actually works around here. He gets up, he does rounds, he goes outside the building to make sure that everything's safe. Secured. He'll, like, through the building, he's got, like, a little a, a clipboard with a checklist. Yep. Gotta make sure it's here. Oh, is No, the, lights are off. Toilet uh, toilet paper, no, check. No uh, vagrants in no, sales. Check, check. Oh, nobody here. So he was probably doing his rounds, not no. being a bum. Sleeping somewhere. You would hope. Yeah. The other day I saw... What'd you see? Across the street. Where Uh-oh. We park. Security guard slacking. Yeah, he was right out. Nighty night? Yeah. Oh. What just, time was it? Just counting sheep hard. <laughs> uh, well, when I got in, so it had been about four. Oh, yeah. That's so good because that's right when I need to ring in for, uh, yeah, for excuse me, sir, could you let me in? Yeah. And if he's snoozing, then I'm just going to be sitting duck there. Yeah. So I just let him go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. by all means. Just let him have it. I almost didn't. I was worried that I was going to wake him up, but I peeked as I uh, went through, stood outside. <clears throat> still good? Still got That's it? interesting because yeah. I would do the exact same. Like this guy obviously needs a couple of Zeds here. Clearly. Bossing around. He's doing the I'm overnight. Not, I'm not the guy's boss. Yeah. What am I going to do? Do you ever do an overnight shift? Do you ever work overnights? Uh, we didn't really do overnights here. No. Like, this is the closest yeah, I've ever so you're really new done school, to... right? You're new yeah, school. Yeah, I got hired young... when we didn't have midnight to six. They you're were a like, child. You're but a child, Maddie Rose. We don't need someone here to watch the machine do automated things, so you guys don't have to do this anymore. Yeah. I always have to do this. Let me... Uh, yeah, what is it? Just let me do this. Because, uh-huh. uh, you know, back in the day, because I know what you're dying for right now is some... Old man stories. Yeah, sure, hit me. Uh, especially on the day when the you know Stanley Cup was given out. Why would we talk about that? But um, was it yesterday? Yeah, yesterday. Really? Yeah, 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 hmm. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna right. watch some highlights before we get to the Pinder report. Well, you're doing the updates, right? So, I wish you'd have done that. Anywho, I'll see. It's not gonna be there. Anyway, uh, back in the what day, what are you looking for? Well, I was looking. Do you for, need a hand? I wanted the exact details on. Uh, on the songs, maybe I'll find it here, but I was working overnights, and what's funny is there was no need for anyone to really be working overnights. Everything's automated, and it has been for basically two it, decades. It really was, yeah, there was kind of no need for it, but... This is when the, you were uh, doing an FM joint, you were that's doing, right. spinning some tracks, boom? You got it. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no need for us to no. be automated. No! For, for us, because we, we had automation, but... The it was f- just the fella didn't really know how it worked. Paid torture. He didn't really know what to do with it, to how to make it run. So we just kept hand bombing CDs and <laughs> and working all day. It's like, dude, you know, like we've got a computer. The other, there were two stations: one AM, one FM. The AM station, they're rolling. They're done at six PM. Automation. It's voice tracked. All See of it's ya, done. No problem. Meanwhile, it's like. <laughs> You know, we have the same machine, right? Like the jukebox is right there. We can do the same thing. Oh, you know, it's just, it sounds better. The mixes are better. The levels are kind of all over the place. And the, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those are made up words. That's, uh, that's what it is. All right. That's a made up excuse, yeah, that's but okay. It's fair enough. But, um, so yeah, working overnights stinks because what's going to happen inevitably, you're going to fall asleep. You're going to fall asleep. And, um, this is take. I, I don't know why this is so hard for me to find just the uh, the song list. Anyway, let's just go with it this way. I am playing a song mm-hmm. by Burton Cummings. Ah, a real banger. Yeah, and it is cut number one on the Burton Cummings album, and it's uh, "Stand Tall." Let's say. Okay. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Wow. Oh, yeah, that's pretty that's good. That's really good. That might get us copyright flagged. Stand that will for sure. That sort of thing. That will for sure. And um, it's like, whew, yeah, it's good. I like this. Yeah, Burton Cummings, some Canadian content. He's from yeah, Winnipeg. That's good. Good for him. <laughs> oh. 
wake up. <laughs> oh man, I I think I was out. Break it to them gently. Like a totally different song. Like I look at I look at my 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 log. I'm like, no, I no, was playing. That's, that's not right. I was playing stand tall for sure. So now it's like, okay, how far? How long have I been playing Burton Cummings? And what do I do right now? Do I just zip it off and make it apparent that I wasn't going to supposed to be playing at least two Burton Cummings in a row? No, no, get to the end of the song, so break it to them gently ends, hit the splitter, start the other, all right. Then I take the disc out to see how far, how long is this disc? Stand tall, cut one. Oh, no. Break them to them gently, cut six. <laughs> this six in a row, this six pack of Burton Cummings, brought to you by Sleepy Boom. <laughs> Uh, this six pack brought to you by Zquil. Yeah, dial me- it in. Meanwhile, there's some other the other losers are out there working all nights. So are like, dude, you're killing me. More Bert, <laughs> come on, dude. Like, I get what? it. You didn't play Canadian songs for uh, six hours. What are we doing here? Yeah. Nice. This guy loves Burton Cummings. This apparently, a big fan. Apparently. Oh, this guy's got full uh, editorial control at yeah. the station now too. Great, outstanding. So anyway, that's uh, I don't know how we got there, but uh, welcome to the program. There's Maddie. It's boom. Overnights um, suck, and welcome. Overnights are welcome up. In, yeah. yeah, great we, job. Uh, you know, here's this is you know what this is bad planning for us. For, no, for me at least. Stop. That wouldn't be like us. You You're being what, ridiculous. You know what this is? What? This is the week you don't want to be on the air. Yeah. Why yeah. is that? Uh, Stanley Cup over. Dunzo. Draft. <laughs> two weeks away. Not even close. Like at least two, three weeks away. I think it's like 10 days. The seventh or eighth. Seventh and eighth, right? Seventh and eighth, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Free so agency. Like even further away. Yeah. Flames don't have, have a first round pick. They got three out of seven. They're going to have a hell of a time even signing their own free agents, let, let alone going to market and buying other guys. So that mm, we're yeah. not talking about that. Going to probably be the quietest draft of Brad Trillivan's tenure. Yeah. Home, uh, the, 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 the cup's done. It's over. Stamps are on a bye week. Yep, they sure are. Yep. Oh, uh, yeah. Forgot about that. This is the week you don't work. Wow. This is going to be like pulling teeth. <laughs> We're going to have to <laughs> we have to get some guests on the air. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Vander Plug will be <laughs> digging deep into the old black book there. Yeah, we might want to double check. Make sure that that's not one of those 48-hour hangovers yeah. for Dumas. Cue up the Burton Cummings. Yeah. <laughs> playing six in a row. How many times can we play Freebird? Two one, the Colorado Avalanche win game number six last night at Amelie Arena. The Tampa Bay Lightning. To be the man, you got to beat the man, and I don't know. I have way, I have so much uh, admiration for Tampa Bay, and and to this point, I don't know. I, I didn't really appreciate what they did, and it wasn't so much that it was COVID, and I wasn't one of those ones that bought in or that cared. I didn't. Don't care about the you know Stamkos didn't play and then he comes back and Kucherov didn't play and then he comes back and there's no salary cap and the guys are cheating and all of this. It's like well if you got if you can do it, if you can be good enough to get to the playoffs without Nikita Kucherov or Steven Stamkos and then just fire him in, then you know good on you. I have a lot of admiration for the Tampa Bay Lightning. They were a tough out and were abs and, and were ground to nearly a pulp oh. by the end. And I mean, if there's got to be some other coaches and GMs that be looking at that team and thinking, if I could get half out of my guys as what they got out of that lightning team, there was no quit, no try. And by the third, I've said this before, it's always an indicator to me in some way, shape or form. When the team that's trailing in the third period of a game is outshot or outworked, Mm. either pick up, pull up your socks, figure it out. How hungry are you? Or... You're just done. And they were just done. And we're still a Kucherov shot, a great save by Kemper. There were a couple of plays, the Perry two-on-one with Kucherov, and he misses the net. And then Kucherov has the, the pass from Palat. He goes one-timer, and, and uh, Kemper gets over, makes a save. Aside from that, there wasn't a whole lot there. But they were still kind of one shot away from getting to overtime or finding a way to win and force a game seven. But Colorado got it done. But man, you could see the emotion. For Tampa Bay, you would think, you put yourself in that spot. How would you feel? Ah, shrug it off. I got two cup rings. Whatever, right? I'm so tired. Those guys are so good. It's game six. We're going to have to win this one and another one. Who knows? Ah. 
where am I going on vacation, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then you see the post-game stuff. And Pat Maroon, who well-documented, has what, back-to-back-to-back cups? His first series loss in 15. Right. Won 15 of his last 16 playoff series. Uh, Steven Stamkos, back-to-back. These guys have legit tears in their eyes. They are emotionally upset. Mm -hmm. Well, that's why you're as good as you are, when you care that much and you believe that much. And I think when you get to the postseason, you start to have a little bit of a a recency bias. Like, I I think that it's even hard to remember parts of the the opening round series, let alone going back to the start of the year, the drags of the middle of the regular season and that type of thing. And it's for Tampa, it's more or less the, the overarching everything that you've done over not just this season, but over the last three and trying to really put the the bow on this gift that would have been. An absolute dynasty. And I frankly, it probably is even without it. And it has a chance to continue to be. But it's all the work that you go through through 82 games, playing 82 for the first time in three years, going through four rounds of the playoffs, four long rounds of the playoffs for Tampa Bay. And to get that close where you're, you know, one game away from tying, one goal away from tying it, one, two goals away from sending this one back to Colorado in a winner take all. Game seven to win your third straight Stanley Cup. That and in that moment, it must be absolutely crushing to to feel that. And obviously, every year there's some changes too, and you got to feel bad for the guys that have just joined the organization and and didn't get it. Like you think of, I know we don't like to think of Corey Perry, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Crimea River type wrong, situation, the but, wrong uh, example to bring up. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Not all of them were, but there, you understand yeah. the point, right? And it's hard to get to that point and to be that close. It's, it's got to sting and immediately it's got to sting too. I think all of the emotions that you kind of laid out are the things that kind of start to settle in as you go through your media day today and all that type of thing and get some time to wind down with the family. But in that moment, the raw emotion, man. And it showed you they believed. Because oh, yeah. we've talked, we've talked to war. We talked to a lot of guys that from the outside, you wonder, well, you guys are outmatched. You did. By the time you get to round three or four, you believe we're a team of destiny. We're, we're meant to win this thing. This is our cup. We're going to do it. And yeah, for, for Nick Paul, those last two cups, they don't really matter because he was not there for them. Brandon Hagel. Yeah. Who's going to be signed there for the next few years. But you know what the Tampa Bay Lightning, you know what they've got. They got balls. 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 The Harry Balls Government Center. The answer was ball. Mm. No balls. Hey, I, I prefer a place where my balls are returned prompt. My balls was hot. Balls. Balls. Some serious balls. Forcing a game six, nearly getting to a seven, fighting back. And what kind of, and I know every team is banged up and now it's, oh, you guys are injured. I believe we are going to get some amazing doctor's notes from that locker room. I didn't think Chernak was going to play again. It looked like he, it looked like he broke what, his leg. Which time? Right? Has he got a broken leg? Goes face first into the boards. Man, like, they, they blocked shots and dove in front of everything. And on the other side, you see, only then do you get to see guys lifting the cup with casts on or their hands are bandaged right up. Burakovsky's in the handshake line having to shake with his left because his right hand is in a cast. Like, you can't... You can't appreciate, and I'm not saying obviously from experience, although I was a well-tenured NHLer. Yeah, of course, for sure. Before, yeah. But I'll tell you what, if you've even traveled, so you go on a long a vacation, mm-hmm. two weeks, and you go to a couple different places, you're tired of being in a suitcase. Oh. Another airport, I'm so, I'm so tired. Ugh. And you're on vacation. Yeah. I need to go back to work to get some... Get some yeah. The beating that those two teams laid upon each other, and the Tampa Bay blocking shots, diving in front, pressing, pressing. Sorelli could barely, I mean, I don't Sorelli had the, the, the skate cut, plus it looked like he could only turn one way at certain points. You could just see how either you know his hip or his groin or something was locking up. So credit to the Lightning, but how about the Avalanche? They... What was it this morning? I was uh, done the uh, 72 wins regular season, postseason combined, tied for the most all time. 
72 wins, wow. the 76-77 Habs, 83-84 Oilers, 95-96 Red Wings. Now, I believe 83-84 Oilers, you only had a best of five in round one, so you're getting three wins in that series. But none, either way, sure, you're talking about one of the finest performances regular season and postseason that we've ever seen. It's been interesting the last few years to watch a, a team like St. Louis go and win the Cup, a team that's last place, you know, not a ton of Cup aspirations at the start of the year. They're last place midway through the season. They come back and they win the Cup in a kind of Cinderella fashion, and you love those stories. And in the NHL, for a long time, we were treated to them quite regularly. But then these last three years, the heavyweights taking it home. Tampa Bay back-to-back, Colorado, the, the favorite going into the season wire to wire, one of the best teams in the NHL. They narrowly miss out on the president's, uh, the president's trophy by just, you know, having a handful of guys resting at the end of the season. Florida takes off right to the end. So they don't get the president's trophy. Maybe good luck. It's been a bit of a bad omen lately. So they end up winning the Stanley cup is one of the absolute best teams going into the season. So you don't necessarily get that all the time. It was good to see two Titans face off and really what an amazing series it was. And I don't know. I, I thought one of the, the greatest moments, and I don't think it's, it's much of a hot take, but the hug between Nathan McKinnon and Eric Johnson is that all comes to fruition, all that, that decade plus of kind of toiling with the avalanche and then being back at the top for them. Goes both ways. It's one of the things about, and I, I find... I think I think most fans do. I didn't have a rooting interest in this one, so it's different. Mm-hmm. But I still find myself captivated by. I want to see the celebration. Yep. I want to see the handshake line. Yep. Even though I don't know that I even I wonder about the handshake sometimes. But in that, with those two teams, how couldn't you? As much as you hate one another, how couldn't you look each other in the eye and just kind of nod and say that was that was a hell of a series. I, I went at you with all my all I had, and you gave me your best. And with, if you're winning or losing, shake shake your hand. Well done. And then the the cup presentation, who gets the cup, the emotions, and all of that. And one of the things I kind of and I'll play it in a moment that I kind of hit one one guy was Eric Johnson. I have no I have no connection whatsoever emotionally to Eric Johnson. First overall pick, 2006. It was like, eh, not a very good first-round pick. Remember he broke his leg yep. the one summer in a, a golf cart accident? Yep. And he gets traded to Colorado, so you're not, you're not a very good first overall pick. Anyway, and he was just a guy. He was just a guy that was around, played 850-whatever games. No, okay, take him, leave him. I guess he's okay. He doesn't put up points, whatever. And then you start to do the math. On how long he's been there, how long Landeskog has been there, that he played, what, 20 some playoff games prior to this year? Like almost doubled his entire playoff experience in one postseason. And to see the emotion as he's laying on the ice, like you say, and then to hear him post game, it's like, oh, I, even uh, whatever. I have a new appreciation for the guy. It's amazing. This is what I've always dreamed of as a kid. Me and my buddies, me and my dad, playing for the Stanley Cup in our garage, in our basement. So they're over there in 116, and I saw them before I lifted the cup. They supported me all the way. I mean, isn't that what life's all about? Surround yourself with people that believe in you, and you believe in yourself. And good things happen, and uh, it's the best day of my life. Pretty great. Pretty great. And it, you, you can imagine if that is your team or if you do have some kind of a real connection to to these players, because that's a guy that waited a long time and was never really close. I think every team kind of has one of those guys that they draft. It's usually a first rounder that maybe underwhelms to a certain extent but has a long career, eventually finds himself in the leadership group, but is just kind of one of those guys. Eric Johnson would be that for the Avalanche. I would say maybe Michael Backlund would be kind of that guy for the Calgary Flames, that if you're part of the fan base, you'd be able to relate to them to a much more personal level. 
Like, I think a lot of people in Calgary would have a lot more idea of who Michael Backlund is as a player and a person than a lot of teams around the NHL would. He just isn't necessarily that marquee name that you see, but he's a guy that is a bona fide NHLer, a strong player for them year in and year out, that necessarily doesn't necessarily get all the recognition. And Eric Johnson is that guy for me. And every year there's a player on a team who is able to kind of have all of it come mm-hmm. to life for them. And, and that is always one of the more endearing things and one of the endearing moments of when the cup gets handed out. So pretty great. Obviously in there as well, the uh, the Calgary kid with the Con Smythe trophy, and it became kind of clear early on in the playoff and in the series, certainly in the series, once you knew Colorado was going and you watch him play, his average ice time this postseason was 27 minutes, 4 seconds, averaging 27 a night, led Colorado in scoring 29 points in 20 games, was, now was he, I'm just trying to think, was he third overall to uh, the dudes in Edmonton? That had, like, the, the yeah, he was. So 33 points and 16 for McDavid, 32 for Dreisaitl, and then 29 for McCarr. Both of them uh, forwards, elite world, like best in the world forwards. And yep. then the, the 23-year-old defenseman gets in there. So it's a Hobie Baker, a mm-hmm. Calder, a Norris, a Conn Smythe, and a Stanley Cup. And I think he won CHL top defenseman of the entire CHL when he was in the age. Yeah, I mean, not as, you know, whatever. It's got a really nice spot in the trophy case, I'm sure. Yeah. But again, my point being. Yes. Hobie Baker. Yes. Calder. Yeah. Norris. Uh-huh. Conn Smythe. Uh-huh. Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. The first to ever win that collection of trophies. And those are the best of the best. Yeah. You and a Hobie Baker as a defenseman. Then a Calder, then you've done, and you're 23. When you hear people talk about, is he one, is he the best we've ever seen? Is he one of the best we've seen? Is he, he has Hall of Fame credentials at 23. Will he win another cup? Would seem like it's not the, not a, like, yeah. Probably. Probably going to win another cup. Yeah. Will he make an Olympic team or a world? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. If his does he go to the 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 men's championships? Well, if Colorado happens to be out, it doesn't look like they're going to miss the playoffs anytime soon, and he'll be a big reason why. But it's wild. We were talking about this last week because there was a long time where Calgary was knocked mm. for not graduating players to the NHL. Why can Saskatchewan? Why can these small towns in the prairies pump? player after player into the NHL, but this city can't do it. Well, it started, and and he is, uh, man, he's the, he's the best of the lot so far. Happy for him because he's such a good kid. Met him a couple of times, and I, I remember the first time I saw him, I was like, there's not much to this kid. Wiry. Because I would have been, man, th- it, I think he had either, I think he had just come in the last time I saw, the last time that we interviewed him was after he came in and helped uh, defeat the Flames in round one. Ah, when he made his NHL debut yeah, that's right. after winning the Hobie Baker. Yeah, played his first NHL game, and we were looking at it and saying, I don't know, that's a tough spot to put a kid in right out of college. You come in, put him into, what, what seven minutes into the first period, scores his first goal. And you're like, oh, this guy can play. I guess he'll be okay. My goodness. Uh, we like might have a uh, problem, guys. Looks this like might he'll, be an issue. He'll handle this, uh, this just fine. So happy for him, happy for the family. You're happy for everybody. For for Joe Sackick, the team he put together, the patience that he showed, and that's another thing that I want to talk about at some mm. point this morning. The Tampa Bay Lightning showed patience after losing in round one the sweep to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Don't fire John Cooper. Don't trade all of that. Now, Stamkos did have to decide to come back. That was on his watch. But they they stuck with it, and they were rewarded. And it was three consecutive second-round exits for the Colorado Avalanche. Jared Bednar started this year. If the Avs start slow, chances are he's gone. Hot seat. The uh, the goaltender, Darcy Kemper, is this the guy that's going to be the guy? What are the... First half of the year, didn't look like it. Joe's... These guys need a goalie. 
Joe Sackick. He spent a lot of draft picks, spent a bunch of picks on uh, Devon Taves. He spent a lot of draft equity and adding players to this team. Has he done the right thing? Has it been not that he was going to be let go, but there was, they are, they are rewarded for having some patience. They brought Landis Cog back, even though I think that was contentious at best. A year ago, going into free agency, he wanted more money. He wanted the max in terms of all of that. So, well, if if you take all of it, then how's Grubauer coming back? Well, Grubauer isn't coming back. Well, that's selfish. Well, what about Bednar? What about who do you keep all of this? And they kept the band together. And, you know, Sakic, to his point, he is going to be praised for his patience. Again, heaps it all back on the players, but for sure, this is the same group that had that bitter taste in their mouth a year ago and the year prior and can really enjoy this one. We just got a great group of guys, great group of leaders. That core is, uh, they're, they're amazing and they all want to win and they all wanted to stick together and, and try and get this uh, this thing done. And yeah, you just every year you just try and, try and get a little bit better, a little bit better and uh, uh, it's all paid off. Uh, like I said, uh, last year, we lost and you could tell it hurt our guys. They were going to do whatever they could uh, this year to, to make this day possible. Colorado Avalanche, Stanley Cup champs. So how do you build the, uh, how do you go and do what uh, what they did? How do you get it? Well, you need a lot of first-round picks. I talked about it with Pinder the other day. Mm-hmm. I think they have something like 14 guys that were first-round selections from top to bottom. So that's hard. Yep. Even if they aren't your own, some guys that you've added were first-rounders. Uh, also, and I think, who was it last night? Was it uh, Landis Cog was asked, how do you how do you build this team? Go get a Kale McCarr. That's probably a good place to start. And, and good luck from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not easy. And are we now watching something else? Because this team, when you look at it, swept round one, swept round three. One of their losses in round two to St. Louis, one of the two was in overtime. Yep. And then the Stanley Cup champs back-to-back. Both in overtime losses. Tooth and nail. Right, it was one well, overtime one was loss blo- and one blowout. One was a blowout and one was a uh, so two of your four losses were in extra time. And you, you, you know you have some wins in there, so they balance out in extra time. But are we now going to watch Colorado cruise to a President's Trophy next year? Home ice throughout. Is this the start of something big? It's hard to it's hard to look at it because no one's. No one that's contributing in a big way. That now you get, you're going to lose some some free agents. We'll talk about that's that. That's the biggest too, thing with Colorado. Hell of a team, and they played a fun brand of hockey to watch. This is not a a situation where I think hockey fans are like, oh god, no, <laughs> no, no. This isn't Dallas. Everyone's going to be getting. Defense first, guys, and oh, this is going to be no. It's speed, it's skill, it's special teams. Their power play crushed Tampa Bay. Somehow, Tampa Bay's power play got destroyed by the special teams of the Avalanche. But it's high end skill, high end speed, fun to watch. Yeah, go copy it if you can. It's going to be interesting too because I think that Tampa Bay has showed us over the last couple seasons that you can fill holes when guys price themselves out of your roster, even though you've won a championship, you can still find replacement pieces and get back to that same place, but you have to be shrewd about how you do it. Colorado is interesting because they've got a lot of free agents and it depends on who they decide to bring back. Like Lekkinen, Burakovsky, Cogliano, Helm, Kadri, Nachushkin, Stern, like the list is long for free agents for these guys. Nachushkin, they'd love to have back. That'll be an interesting study. It seems like Kadri's going to have to go to market. Yep. As a center with the you know the way he plays that grit and all of that, he's going to be highly highly sought after. Nachushkin for read on uh, on the Twitter machine there. Mm. That you talk about injured players to barely walk. He was carted from the locker room to the bus for the party for, to to leave the rink oh, last night. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So, I mean, could he could he put weight? Of course he could. Obviously, he played in that game, but it was just going to be quicker to throw the big dude into a uh, into a gator, into some sort of a Kubota and get him that to the bus. That is a big dude, too. He is a big dude. That's a large man. Coming up, 
A, uh, a heck of a show for you. Heck My of a goodness. show. Hour number two, Justin Dunk, real good with his time. Three Down Nation. We'll talk about week number whatever it was in the CFL. Four, three, four, three, four, three. Three. Four's irrelevant. Stamps run a bye. That's right. Uh, Stamps moved to three and all with another come from behind victory, this time against the Elks. And they only allowed, what, 14 in the first half, boom? Like, it's not like they allowed 24. Like, you know. They're trimming it down. Yeah. 24, 21. Okay, now it's yeah. fair enough. Sure. Oh, boy, Dave. Scored a touchdown in the first half. Still haven't allowed one in the second half this year. Real good. So we'll talk to Dunk about what we saw this week in the Canadian Football League. Another huge win for BC. Are we seeing it? My goodness. What are we watching, Nathan Rourke? What are you, what are you well, doing? First week, I was like, you know, you know, beat Edmonton, great job. But now I'm like, oh, my God, that was a far off, 500 yards and four touchdowns. That's pretty impressive. Nathan Rourke, holy You're Canadian. Holy goodness. Our number three, Jamie Thomas, our old friend, former Calgarian. He is part of the Jets broadcast on CJOB, I believe it is, in Winnipeg. The... The Jets got some bad news. They've been getting a bit of it, it seems, whereas uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois told them, I'm going to be testing free agency in two years, just a heads up for you. Uh, just so you can start making plans. I will And be uh, Barry Trotz told them oh, yeah, I'm sick about a day year. or two ago, um, I'm going to probably not coach this year. So they were really hoping for Barry Trotz. We'll talk to Thomas about what it would have meant, what it means now as... The head, there's a few really good head coaches that now have themselves new gigs. Where does that leave Winnipeg? And we'll do some what you want to talk about. And we got the Pinder Report minus Pinder, the Maddie Rose Report. We come back. Sportsnet 960, the fan. This is Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960, the fan. Coming up a little bit later this morning, a chance for you. To, you know what? Of the things we give away, this one's pretty good because it's not something you can just go out and get yourself or buy or whatever. It's it's an you know what it is? It's experience. Oh, it's a lovely little experience. Love that. No, I'm not sure. It's not everybody's cup of tea. It's, you okay. know, it's not going to get everybody all hot and bothered. But the Calgary Stampede coming to town, and we've been without. Even though the Stampede has been happening, we have not had a Stampede parade. Well, it's back. <laughs> Shakutami's back. Mm. The parade's back. It's back. And we have got spots along the parade route reserved. So you don't need to get up at an ungodly time of the morning and come downtown with your lawn chairs and your coolers and your kids and your, I'm so tired. Yeah. You don't need to do that. Thank goodness. Reserved seats, coffee. Oh. Baked goods. Oh, oh yeah. She's oh. a little VIP uh, extravaganza for you. A family pack of four seats in the Sportsnet 960 reserved section. We'll have a four pack to give away today. Mm. You can go if you, if you want to go online. I think there's a chance you can kind of get in there as well. Sportsnet.ca slash 960. You can enter online or be listening this morning. And we'll get a hold of everybody by uh, by next week. The 8th. I believe is the uh, the day of the parade. Wow! And who, Matt? Who doesn't love a parade? I love a good parade. Don't we all? You know? Yeah. Yeah. You have a big parade down in Denver. Yeah, Thursday. Is that it? I believe so. Neato. Yeah. Got to get Blink One Eighty Two in town and get them all warmed up, and because that was a big thing, apparently. Apparently. Do we know how that came to be? I know that people were telling the stories about the, all, all the small, small things. things and that. Is there a reason? Is there a thing behind it? Or I don't know if there's a reason. Um, Elliot had talked about it after Game Five and said that it's actually just the, the in-house DJ. It's and, just the thing. And it's kind of his yeah. discretion. It's not actually like an actual feature that they do. So they didn't play it in-house for Game Five and they lost. <laughs> Fire that guy. I right? think it's an easy choice. Well, what's your first move in the off season? No, it's not a Nachushkin deal. No, it's not re-signed Darcy Kemper. No. You're fired. You're fired! You're fired! Yeah. 
Winter Report brought to you by Motorworks, exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They'll meet and beat all competitor quotes. 51st Ave, 3rd Street, Southeast. Marty Rose. I'm Matt Rose. Matt Rose. Well, boom, we got a Stanley Cup champ, a tough weekend for the Jays, and an undefeated Stampeders team among several stories from the weekend. So we'll dive in. With the end of the Stanley Cup playoffs, Colorado a chance to win the Cup Friday night at home, but they didn't play all the small things and they ended up losing a tight game. Can't really be explained by anything else. Really tight game, though. Tampa eventually scored in the third period to take a 3-2 victory, shift the series back to Tampa for Game 6. Braden Point was unavailable for this one. Also, no Andre Burakovsky for the Avalanche. Amelie Arena buzzing early. After Tampa opened up the scoring just a few minutes into the game, the top line going to work. Drop, trying to keep it alive. McCarr takes it away, loses it. Here's Stamp goes over to front score! Stamp goes! The Lightning flushed a turnover, and Stamp goes has made it one nothing Lightning with 16-12 left in the first. 348, Steven Stamkos gets his 11th. Andre Palat with the only assist there, but that would be it for the first period. Despite plenty of chances, only the one goal. In the second, Colorado would find the answer. This one also coming early in the period. Here's Landis Gog looking for a centering pass. Extra skater is out there. Byram over one timer. Score! Nathan McKinnon with an absolute laser beam. One time to through Vasilevsky. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls of all ages, <laughs> this is a tie hockey game. The Mac attack is back, Jack. I wasn't sure where he, I thought he was. This game is over. That's usually what he. Uh, yeah, that's kind of his thing when it's tied. It's like, you, you yeah. Sure? It's, Don't think boys it's... and girls of all ages, uh-huh. this is a tie hockey game. It's like it's two minutes into the second. Game's not over. But, you know, McGa- it's a tie hockey game. But I trust McGahey. If he was, if he said it's over, I mean, all right. Yeah. Well, well, it like, yeah. could have been over at that point. It's back, Jack. Yeah, it's back, Jack. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Turnover in the Tampa zone ends up with McKinnon muscling a puck through Vasilevsky off the nice feed from Bowen Byram. 13th goal of the playoffs for McKinnon. Both teams were able to hold zone time, create some rush chances as well as the second carried on. Eventually, we saw another goal, this one with a shade of controversy. Tangled up again behind the play, three on two for the Avalanche. Manson McKinnon back for Manson, tapped over, score! It's our Terry Lekkinen! It's a work of art! A work of art. It's kind of the start there where Manson gets tangled up with Pierre-Edward Belmar back in the Colorado zone, but Belmar's kind of squeezing the stick up against himself. It starts a three-on-two the other way. McKinnon tries to pass the puck to Manson. It bounces to Lekkonen, who buries it, giving the Avalanche the lead. There's no controversy there. I understand now that whenever Tampa Bay's getting scored on, there's something that's gone horribly wrong, and they're getting screwed, but... I get it. I mean, the one play on the McKinnon on the McKinnon goal did Paul touch the puck? Was the referee's hand up to you know? Hand wasn't up yet when he hand, touched it. They showed the angle from the end of the rink. So his hand wasn't up, and this is like, all right, John, jeez, score more than one goal. I agree with you. Let's go. Yeah, Dave John, Michigan does not. Lead feed Manson. Belmar was tripped. Now a three on two across the blind. McKinnon looks to feed it in front. Shot score. Look at it. The thing After is. After Belmar was tripped in the neutral uh, zone. I know everybody. Leading to a three on two. Again, the officials have a chance to impact a play. They don't. My take. Belmar's got the, the stick there under his armpit. Yep. He's clutching it. He's got the chicken. He's holding on the stick and. He's looking to draw one there. Manson takes off. Like, if Manson loses his stick there, that might be a penalty on Belmar above all and anything else. So I get they're all, yeah, it's playoffs. And if it was Cal, oh, if it was Calgary, yeah, of course, we'd be frothing, I guess. But I thought it was pretty clear in the in the replay what Belmar was doing. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Thanks, Matt. It's good to have your support there. Colorado took over in the second half of the second period, pushed hard to get into the intermission with more than one goal lead. But Vasilevsky was able to hold the door. Natural stat trick clocked him at 5-for-5 on high-danger, even-strength shots from the Avalanche after 40. Darcy Kemper had only faced two, and had only stopped one at the same time. In the third period, Tampa did push, but Colorado just a masterful road period. 
active sticks that were blocking passing lanes. They were blocking shots, doing a really good job of getting the puck over the blue line, but also not icing the puck to put themselves in tough situations in their own end. And eventually... Four check here from Kale McCarr. It's all the way to the other end of the ice. Four seconds, three seconds, two seconds, one second. It's over! <laughs> they did it! They did it! The job is done! The Colorado Avalanche are Stanley Cup champions! And they will lift Lord Stanley a mile high! Because it's the mile high city. I mean, yeah. not, not last night, because yeah. they were in Tampa. But they'll go home, and then it'll be the mile high. Yeah, I don't know if they were they going last night, or are they traveling today? I'm not sure, but wow. eventually the Cup will be in Denver, which... I think it's basically like a four mile high four city. day long day now that you're Colorado. Like you don't sleep much for the until the parade, do you? Yeah, I don't know. You want to hear the call on the other side? I'd love to. Lot taps it back to his own end. Final ten seconds. Lightning are running out of time here. Stamp yeah, goes in the near it. corner. Is bumped by McCarr. Terrible call. Here's Kalorn at the near boards. Sweeps it forward to Perry at center ice, and this is over. Congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche. They have won the Stanley Cup. Yeah, I can really feel it. Yep. Real good congratulations there from Dave. It's bumped by McCarr. Terrible call. <laughs> Stamp yeah, goes in the near it. corner. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Mm. Oh, well. Darcy Kemper only faced four third-period shots as Colorado wins it 2-1. They outshoot Tampa 30-23 to in Game 6. Both teams 0-1 with the man advantage. Calgary and Kale McCarr, your Conn Smythe Trophy winner. Add that to the trophy case, the Norris, the Calder, maybe leave room for a heart and a few more of those Norris trophies wouldn't be a bad idea. Just if you're going to make the case, make it big so you don't have to renovate later because you may as well just make the move now if you're going to do it. It's a bit presumptuous though, isn't it? If you build like a big trophy case and right now you've got, like you said, your Hobie Baker and you got all, and then that, you know, the, the AJ, CHL. the CH. But if you start building the base, so what's... But what? you watch the, you watch, right? What's all this extra? Give me, give me two years. Give me three years. Okay. That thing's gonna be pretty cocky there, Kale. Filled to the top. All right. He's the youngest to uh, win the Conn Smythe since Jonathan Taves in 2010, doing so at the age of 23. Captain Gabe Landeskog hard to contain his emotions after the game. Such a motivation, inspiration, being with these guys and Andrew Cogliano and Eric Johnson and Helmer and. I want to make those guys champions, and I think that's what motivated all of us is to make each other champions. And what a way to do it in this building against the back-to-back -back Stanley Cup champions. I mean, it can't even describe it. Can't even describe it, boom. And for the Lightning, whether you believe they're a dynasty or not, this team has been a wagon for the better part of a decade. And John Cooper says, "We're not going anywhere. We're not done. Like the last eight years, we've been to six conference finals, and." Uh, that's what you know. What today is today's a crushing loss, and we, we we played this whole season to get to this goal, and we finished two days short of winning our like being a part of history. But this group is part of history. Had some fun at his expense, taking some runs. He's a good coach. Yep, and I don't think he's wrong. Headman, three more years. He's thirty-one. Ryan McDonough. Four more years. Getting up, he's now 33, but Sergachev is a kid. Vasilevsky is 27. He's got forever left. They just signed him. They did this without Braden Point, remember, as he missed basically all discernible time from round one because even the games he got in, the two games, he was not great. Stamkos still has two years left. And yet they'll get some... They're going to lose some free agents, of course, but... They'll go. Who doesn't want to play in Tampa? They'll get some free agents. Their list is nothing like Colorado. Like they got Pilat and Paul, and that's kind of it. Good team. Now into the off season, it is an interesting one of that, especially with these two teams and, like we've just said, a pile of free agents for Colorado. Arturi Lekkinen's RFA game winner, Stanley Cup final mm -hmm. game six had to be. Uh, Burakovsky, Kadri, Nachushkin, Manson, Kemper, all UFAs. Nathan McKinnon only has one more year. That sweetheart $6.3 million cap hit. Tampa, less UFAs, but the key ones, like we just mentioned, Palat and Nick Paul, they'll be another interesting team to watch this offseason as they try to run it back for a third cup in four years.
That's it. The cup final's done. It was like 55, 60 days of madness. And uh, I kind of felt relief when it was all said and done after that was uh, finished there yesterday. Bill. Did you? Oh, well, for, because of what reason? Just a lot. You know, it's every night for the first three rounds. And then you get to the cup final and it's just... <sighs> right? Eight days and now it's the draft and we'll get right into it. Apart from the cup final, over the weekend we did find out that Barry Trotz... Not going to be the head coach of the Winnipeg Jets. Inform the team he's taking some personal time before jumping back into the coaching ranks of the NHL. So full court press for the Jets to find their next head coach. We'll discuss that with uh, Jamie Thomas coming up in hour three later today. Also over the weekend, the Chicago Wolves, Carolina's AHL affiliate, won the Calder Cup. Forever aflame, Josh Levo, your playoffs MVP, 15 goals and 29 points, 15 games. His group beat out James Neal and the Springfield Thunderbirds, St. Louis's affiliate. For what it's worth, the Wolves also beat Stockton Heat in the Western Conference Final. Good for Josh Levo. Very happy and you know sad for uh, for James. Yeah, it's too bad for the real deal. At the Memorial Cup, St. John won their final game of the round robin. They advanced to the final. Two Flames prospects playing on a deep pair for the Saint, uh, Sea Dogs in Jan Kuznetsov and Jeremy Poirier. Hamilton plays Shawinigan for a spot against St. John tonight. That'll go at 4 o'clock as we shift to the Diamond Boom. And it was not uh, not a great weekend for the Blue Jays. They lost a three-gamer to Milwaukee over the weekend. It started well. Alec Manoa pitched a strong six and two-third innings Friday. Matt Chapman's three-run double in the fifth helped fuel the offense in a 9-4 win. Saturday saw Yusuke Kikuchi pulled after two innings. He allowed five earned runs before the end of the third. Toronto clawed back. They scored a run in the 8th and ninth, but they fall to 5-4 score. Sunday, Jose Burrios to the mound. He had allowed 8 runs on 8 hits over 2 and 2 third innings of work. Another short outing for a starting pitcher on a team that has 7 injured pitchers right now. It's not a recipe for success, even though things did start out pretty good for the team. The 0-1. Slider hit high in the air out to straightaway center field. Davis going back into the shadow, stops at the wall, and that ball hits off the top of the fence, and it is gone! Alejandro Kirk has lightning in his bat once again. Straightaway center field, he drills a first inning three-run home run. So you're up to 3 nothing lead, things are good, but in the bottom of the first, Rowdy Telez, the former Blue Jay, hit a two-run shot before Omar Navarez tied the game with a double. Milwaukee continued to add to their lead as the... The game went on. We take you to the bottom of the second. 0-1. Telez drills it again out to deep right field. Over the head of Hernandez. Off the top of the wall and gone. Rowdy Telez with his second two-run home run in consecutive at-bats. Milwaukee has opened up an 8-3 lead. The Brewers would take on two more in the bottom of the six for a 10-3 win. Charlie Montoyo not happy with the pitching after the game. At the end of the day, it's pitching. I keep saying that from the beginning. Uh, so much you can hit. Uh, for us to to make a run and keep playing good when, it, when you're pitching, and that hasn't happened the last couple of days. What are you seeing from Barrios? Well, today he was just other balls right down the middle, and, and they took advantage of that. You know, he didn't relocate and, and pitched behind in the count, and he paid the price. Not great. Don't like that, Boom. Mm, not great, Bob. Toronto starts a fresh series with the Red Sox tonight. First pitch at 5.07 from Toronto. We'll have it right here on Sportsnet 960. Kevin Gossman expected to face Michael Waka. Big series as Toronto's a game and a half back of Boston. They're way back of the Yankees, but they are in the first and second wildcard spots in the American League. They being the Red Sox and the Blue Jays. They need pitching. Yeah. In a bad way uh-huh. and maybe in a hurry. Sure. Even with the wild card set up the way it is, it feels like it's a comfy spot. You're in a good position, but I mean, Kikuchi and Barrio, it's those are kind of your guys. And hey, injuries do happen. It's part but of the season. Just be careful, you know. Just, yeah, I'm just saying, uh, you might need to pitch. And after this, you're welcome. After this sit- set with Boston, yeah, Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, look out! Oh, look out! Big week. You know what they are? They're plucky. Make or break. Plucky Rays. Those yes, sir. And Rays. Toronto will uh, get that started tonight. 5.07 from Toronto. CFL uh, week three in the books. Hell yeah. Stampeders with another come from behind win, this time over the Edmonton Elks. This time the deficit, not so large as weeks one and two when they allowed 24 points in the first half but came back to win. Calgary started slow. They punted on four of their first drives, four of their first five drives. 
The other one ended by a fumble as well. But they did get 10 points on the final two drives of the first half. Edmonton did have a couple of touchdowns in the first half too. Stampeder did make some mistakes, some penalties that were very costly, allowing the Elks drives to extend and cutting the own drives for Calgary short. Four bad penalties that I counted in the first half. But 13-10 was the deficit. Bolivai Mitchell catching fire in the second half. Multiple big gains to receiver Malik Henry, who ended the night with 173 yards, catching six of eight passes. And that was after a first-half fumble and a costly penalty against Henry. Caught a key touchdown in the third after Cam Judge picked off former Stampeder Nick Arbuckle, making his return to McMahon. Mitchell ended up 21 for 28 passing with 321 yards and a TD. Dave Dickinson told us after the game that he almost didn't start the contest. He was a game-time decision with an ankle injury on the depth chart. I'm not even joking. Up till about 2, I had Jake starting. And uh, so he had a foot that was bothering him, and I just I just felt like uh, I'd let him tell me. And I could see it in his eyes that he was fired up to play and felt confident in it, so I went with him. And uh, we started slow, though, but he didn't. Uh, was, he played a, a heck of a, a second half. Uh, some great throws on that. Also managing the pocket. I mean, if you have a sore foot and you can still move around like that, that's good. Henry also set up the game-winning touchdown with a grab while Bolivai Mitchell scrambled out of the pocket, like you heard from Dave there, to get Calgary into a first-and-goal situation. Kadeem Carey, 100 yards from scrimmage, 91 on 19 carries, another 11 on two catches. And Calgary now enters their first bye week before they face those Elks again and can try and be 4-0 to start the year. Don't even need to worry about watching any tape or just... Do whatever you did. Enjoy the bye week. Enjoy the bye week and then just come back and do the same thing. Maybe don't be better to start, a bit of a better first quarter or whatever. But other than that, just win again and you'll be good. Get healthy. Same team. Yeah, exactly. It's just the Elks. And they got to go play this week. Yeah. Elsewhere, Winnipeg beat Hamilton 26-12. BC beat Toronto 44-3. Nathan Rourke looking for real. 39-45 against the Argos for 436 yards passing and four TDs as the Lions move to 2-0. and oh. And for what it's worth, the Elks face the Tiger Cats Friday on the road in Hamilton. That'll be a 5.30 start. Elsewhere, uh, a little bit of uh, soccer action. Fast kicking, low scoring, and ties. <laughs> you bet. Cavalry FC defeating Edmonton by a 3-1 score. Arabim Peppel with a couple of goals in the contest, including uh, a key one in the 48th minute to put Cavalry up by 2 and with that result, look at this. Five straight. And where are they, Boom? Top of the table. Top of the table. 23 points. Uh, they have a four-point edge on Pacific and have played two less games than their coastal rivals. So things are going well for uh, Cavalry right now. Happy for, uh, for everybody. And I'm happy that they had a monster crowd. Yes. And put on a show like that. Bring them. Just keep them coming back. Keep them coming back. Next match for them, uh, they're going to be on the road on Thursday. And uh, speaking of Pacific, out to the coast to lay a boots to the Pacific uh, FC uh, Soccer Club. Is that Club. what it's going to be? It's okay. coming up on Thursday. Yeah, I'm uh, looking right into my crystal ball and calling that one as we are right now. I'm glad. Where's the Time to go home there, ball. We're switching to golf now. I was looking for your crystal ball. Oh, why didn't you just go home? Just go home. Just go home. At the Travelers Championship, uh... Xander Shoffley won uh, by one stroke, nineteen, uh, two strokes, 19 under par. Only two under on his uh, Sunday round, though. There was a rookie, Sahit Tigala. He had a chance to win, but how about this? He double bogeyed hole 18, and this one felt very real. He starts in the sand, hits it into the next bunker, yeah. putt gets rimmed out. Shoffley's watching on the tee box behind him, watching him fall apart, ends up winning. It's a $750,000 double bogey for Tigala. That's a tough one. I mean, hit the I mean, practice, right? Drive for show, putt for dull. Come yep. on, dude. Yeah. And, Short game. And don't go in the sand. Avoid the beach. Because if you avoid the beach, then you're right. going to be a, a peach. Finally, Wimbledon begins today. Oh, yes. Right. Are you excited, Boom? You know, you were just complaining. Wow, bad week. Yeah, no right, hockey, yeah. and the offseason's not started, and the Stampeders are on a bye. Boom, it's Wimbledon starts today. Felix Ojeal-Yassim and Denis Shapovalov are going to be the 6th and 13th seeds on the men's side. 
Bianca Andrescu and Rebecca Marino on the women's side for Canadian content. Uh, everybody's going to play Tuesday for the first round, except for Marino. I believe her round or her match is just getting underway. Yes, uh, she is in her very first set. So you can watch that right now. I'm sure you can find it on some sort of a television somewhere. I would guess, yeah. Probably somewhere on some television. Yeah, I imagine. Or some streaming service. You can probably find Rebecca Marino playing tennis if you're into Wimbledon. No, no. (laughs) That's it? You don't have anything on Wimbledon? I really don't, no. Okay, well, I guess that's it then. Is that it? Good night and good luck to you, sir. That's a Pinder report. Uh, It's brought to you by Motorworks. Exceeding all expectations, BMW repairs and service in a state-of-the-art facility. They'll meet and beat all competitor quotes. 51st Ave. Third Street Southeast. Break back with Justin Dunk, Three Down Nation. We'll look back at the week that was in the Canadian Football League. They call it Three Down Football, which is Three Down Nation. See the. You think he knows what's up with this Nathan Rourke guy? Uh, well, we didn't we have him on a week ago? It's like this Canadian quarterback. Is this uh, is this, this guy for reals? Is what did he tell you? He said, uh, "I like him." Oh, and he did it again. Yeah, we'll talk about it when we come back. Sportsnet nine sixty, the fan.